Welcome to Thoughtful Techie Cloud Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the six R's of cloud application migration. Now, this is going to cover two different scenarios. One, if you're in a data center, and two, if you're in a co-located environment. Now, let's back up to data center. If you're in a data center, you're all too familiar with you're either leasing a building or you either own a building. Within that building, you're responsible for the full infrastructure stack from the building, the raised floor, the cabling, the power, the cooling, the racking, the stacking of the servers. And in 2022, you got to the point where you said to yourself, you know what? I've had enough. It's time to get out of here and it's time to get into cloud because our speed and agility and our ability to innovate is being compromised by all of this physical infrastructure. And it doesn't matter if it's virtual, because guess what? Virtual servers still operate on physical infrastructure. So that's the first scenario. The other scenario is if you're in a co-located facility. Now, a co-located facility does remove a little bit of the heavy lifting in the fact that your provider provides a physical space and they deploy infrastructure on your behalf but you're still at the mercy of having to put in tickets and call up support for somebody to physically go ahead and deploy infrastructure. Now, with that we've covered that, let's talk about how you get from where you are now, whether it's a data center or a co-located facility and get you into the cloud. Hold up before you just jump into this because you can't just rip everything out and start throwing it into cloud. Yes, I love the bias for action, but you got to pump the brakes real quick because sometimes you got to go slow in preparation to go fast. So the six R's, we're going to start off with the first and that's rehosting. Now you're going to run every one of your workloads through this six R filter. So make sure you know that. So for the first R, rehost, you're going to look at which workloads on premises or in that co-located facility, you're simply just going to lift up, shift, and drop down on the cloud. Now, this particular maneuver, lifting up and shifting down, allows you the most speed to get from where you are now to get into the cloud. But keep in mind when you do this, you're definitely going to have to optimize once you're in cloud. When is this particular scenario the best rehost? It's best when you have very tight timelines. I've had customers that I've worked with that they were on a month-to-month -month lease for their facility, which meant they had to give a 30-day notice before they needed to be out. So under those circumstances where customers were tired of paying, uh, a month-to-month -month fee or their contract was coming up real soon and they needed to get everything out quickly, the lift and shift is perfect here. The second R is replatform. Think of replatform as similar to a lift and shift, but you want to insert in the middle between the lift and the shift a tinker. So it's a lift, tinker, and shift, or what I like to call lift, optimize, and shift. I've also worked with scenarios where customers don't just want to lift it 
and throw it back down into the cloud, they want to do some due diligence. They have a little bit of time to where they want to make some optimizations in flight and then drop it down. So I'll give you a classic scenario. I had one customer that I was working with. They had a three-tier monolithic stack. They had aspirations to do an application modernization play, but they were still in a co-located facility. So we got to take baby steps and do a phased approach. So in this approach, we did a lift, optimize, and a shift. So let me just tell you quickly about some of these optimizations. Some of these optimizations included taking, breaking out the three-tier monolithic stack. They had the web, application logic, and databases, in some cases, running on the same server, same physical server. And that's not a best practice. So we broke out those three tiers into separate layers. So we're reducing the blast radius there. And as we broke those out into multiple tiers, we also did a multi-availability zone on AWS to gain some uh, high availability and uh, facilitate some fault tolerance as well. So that's just an example of the replatform. Number three is repurchase. You may not wanna move a workload into the cloud. You may decide we're gonna repurchase this. Now, what does repurchase look like? It could be a SaaS otherwise known as software as a service. And you have to ask your question, do you want to build this or do you want to buy it? And in the case of repurchase, you choose to buy it. You could buy this as a SaaS product. You could consume this service, reach out to an independent software vendor or an ISV and uh, get a product that way. This helps you move very fast and remove some of the operational burden for you having to maintain the workload and the entire stack associated with a particular service that you decide is better left if you simply consume it as a SaaS product from an independent software vendor. The fourth R is refactor, sometimes used interchangeably with rearchitect. Now, when you refactor something, this is not a light lift. This is where you're on premises and now you want to figure out how do we modernize this application? So not only do you have to lift it out of the cloud, but you have to figure out all your dependencies and then figure out how you're going to re-architect in the cloud. Maybe you're in a three-tier monolithic stack and you decide what is the possibility of you being able to make this a serverless application or maybe even a containers-based application. This is going to place weight on your engineering teams as you know it would. And because of that, it's going to slow down the overall migration. So I would not recommend this if you're under a tight timeline, let's say 30 days to get out of the, uh, the, the data center, or if you have some sort of compelling event. What is a compelling event? Let's say you have a piece of equipment on premises where the support lifecycle is just about getting ready to expire. And if you don't get off of that piece of equipment, you're going to be forced to re-up uh, the license or the support costs to, to remain compliant. And this is going to greatly detract your ability from being able to migrate into the cloud. So you don't wanna do that. So what I would say is based on my experience and the many, many migrations I've done, go ahead and get into the cloud as quickly as you possibly can. And then the effort to modernize your application is gonna be a lot easier and more straightforward 
if you're already in the cloud. You know, trying to modernize your application on premises and you're not, e not even in the cloud yet, it's kind of like uh, changing the tires on an F1 race car without doing the pit stop to do so. It's virtually impossible. Matter of fact, I think it is impossible. If it is possible, let me know in the comments below. Now, number five is retire. Retire, as the name suggests, just sunset that workload, let it die on the vine. Chances are you've got technical debt, you've got legacy applications that you know need to be replaced like five years ago. You don't want to bring that debt over into the cloud. Get rid of it. Just let it ride out, sunset it, and let it go bye-bye. Retire that. Simple as that. Number six, and last but not least, is retain. Now, I, before I explain what retain is, don't fall into the trap of looking at your workloads. Let's say you have 15, 20 different workloads. And when I say workloads, I'm talking about an aggregate amount of infrastructure that backs a particular application or service that's very discrete. So let's say you got 15, 20 workloads. At the end of your review through the six R's of cloud application migration, you don't want to just look at everything and say, oh, I'm going to retain everything. Because guess what? How, you're, you're, how can you move into the cloud if you're retaining everything? Retain is when you get to the point where you've done your due diligence on all the workloads. The retain workloads should be a very, very short list. I mean, it should be like just a handful of items, if that. When you retain, it's we're not going to do anything. You're going to focus on dealing with the other workloads, which you've categorized with the other uh, R's. Retain is essentially buying yourself and your organization more time. You're not sure what to do with it now for whatever reason. Maybe it's a complicated workload. Maybe whoever developed it, they're no longer there or it's written in some sort of proprietary uh, language. You need to buy yourself more time to figure out what you're going to do with it. Just retain it. All right. So those are the six R's of cloud application migration. These are the six R's that will be the lens you will look through before you migrate any workload into the cloud to give you a very logical and straightforward mental model for how to approach a cloud migration. After you've categorized these six R's, you will then form various teams, whether that's a two pizza uh, team or get a global system integrator to come in and to help you or a partner in case this is a something that you might not be able to handle organically, or you need extra staffing, staff augmentation to get this done, then you can work out all those details. But the first step is to pass through that first time through the six R's, get everybody on board with this and move forward. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Thoughtful Techie Cloud Podcast. Listen, if you want to get a hold of me and give me feedback, you can do so very easily. Just text me at 213-516-6306. Look forward to hearing from you.